This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of The Scroll Down with me, Marcella Arguello, and the beautiful Nicole Thurman. What's up? What's, what's up? Uh, Namash, girl, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm real good. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, just living the dream. It's uh, Valentine's Day. I'm in a hoodie. I'm chilling, relaxing. <laughs> uh, what are you up to? What have you been doing? I'm chilling. I'm fucking and sucking all weekend. I was doing a show in Joylet, Illinois, opening for Felipe Esparza. That shit was hella fun. His crowds are always fucking crazy. And it was fun because I did a bunch of new material. Well, not a bunch. I did some new material. It all did well. I was really happy about that. And then me and my boot thing were just enjoying ourselves at the Olive Garden in Joliet or wherever the fuck we were at. We found a uh, like a black Joliet. beauty supply store. Joliet, yeah. We found a black beauty supply store right by the hotel. That place was cracking. It made me realize that a lot of the black beauty supply stores in California are they don't necessarily service just black people in the way mm-hmm. that they did at this one in in Joliet and I was like telling Clinton that like in California a lot of hoods like yes there are black neighborhoods but most hood neighborhoods are so mixed it's like black and asian and latino that like the, some of these stores they they have to kind of service everybody so I'd never been to such a like straight up black beauty supply store. It was kind of beautiful. I really liked it. It was cool. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of black beauty stores aren't always owned by black people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so no, I think it's not. always very refreshing when you can go to a black beauty store, see a lot of black people and it's black owned. It's like, this is great. I didn't so say it was cool. black owned. It was Korean yeah. owned as they all are. Almost all of them are. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also like part of it. But uh, I definitely they just had a lot more shit that I'm used to seeing in black beauty supply stores, if that makes sense. Like, I, I don't know. It was it was just kind of a trip to be like, they have everything somebody would need. It was great. I loved yeah. it. And then that, that got us talking That's about cool. like how California hoods are just like, they're, they aren't one race. They, they're, they might be a little bit like predominantly one race, but nah, man, the hoods out here are crazy in California. I know that was uh, like Chicago's. Well, Chicago's very segregated. I don't know really about Joliet, but yeah, Chicago definitely has like every area kind of has its own identity. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's not a great thing, but it's definitely very much Chicago. Are you enjoying spending more time in Chicago lately? Are you are you liking it? No, because it's freezing and I fucking hate the cold. Um, I hate that. I hate I also just like. You know, because I have no curves to my body. So, like, winter clothes, as cute as it can be, I I get lost in it. <laughs> That's one thing I really don't <laughs> like. My body gets very lost in winter clothes. So uh, that's one thing I haven't been enjoying is like I, I'm a very I'm very much a summer baby and a California girl because I love yeah. to be naked. Um, so fuck the cold, fuck the snow. I don't know how people. Do- how long did you live out there? I was out there for eight years and that's exactly what happens. And I feel like it happens to a lot of people where all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? I cannot do this anymore. And you lose your mind and then you leave. What happened for me was 2015, there was a polar vortex and it was like snow that was like two and a half, three feet tall, legitimately that tall. And 
every, there was like a huge group of comedians that all moved out to LA right then because it was like, I think everybody was just like, you know what? Fuck this. So yeah, I love Chicago so much, but yeah, I do not miss those winters at all. I don't miss that a part. Trip. It's a trip. It, I am enjoying eating. We just like order all kinds of stuff. We've been getting crepes. Yeah. He bought some nachos for the Super Bowl that were fucking bomb as fuck. And they were just like the regular cheap ass nachos, but they came from like a legit spot and they were still like those cheap ass nachos, but they were good. Oh man, I just love to eat. Um, and so that is the one thing I really enjoyed about Chicago. The food is fucking tight as fuck. Wait, have you ha- had a shot of Malort yet? Have you had you your Malort what? yet? He, I told him that you told me I had to drink Malort and he said, absolutely not happening. No, you have to do it. Now you really have to. He said, I put my try. foot down. He said, I put my foot down. No. You are not having no, that. Okay. Nicole, I can't betray my man. Oh my god! You should. Your man. Your man is protecting you, and that's a good thing. He really is. But I feel like you need to tell him to let you uh, be free and make mistakes, just like a baby bird. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then, what's funny is I thought about that too. But I think by the time when you had suggested it that last time, I think the Uh timing was kind of off. That like buying Malort just didn't make sense because I think I had to leave the next day or some shit like that. And then yeah. uh, and this trip, you know what it is? I'm going to wait for the summer because when I when it's summer, I fucking drink like a maniac. So I think I'll do, do it in the summer. It'll be in my little summer mistake. Yeah, do it. Do it when uh, you're already drunk enough that it doesn't really matter, but that you're not too drunk so that you'll remember it and you can talk shit about it. Because it's right, worth, right, right. It's, it's, it's worth remembering the experience just for the miserableness of it. Definitely don't buy a whole bottle. Just get a shot at a bar. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're not really selling it, but I get it. I get what you're trying to sell. I know. And I, I, love, I love a mess, so I'm down. I, know, um, I feel like anybody in Chicago would, would I think they'd be on, on the same page about this. I love that he said not to drink it. It's hilarious. It's, it's so bad, but it's, it's like an experience bad, you know? I mean, that's what I was trying to, that's what I was trying to say. I was like, but like, let's just get, and he's like, no, absolutely not happening. No. And I was like, okay. Any other new developments within the last two weeks? We haven't talked. What did I do? Oh, I, not really. I got to work on a show this week and it was really fun. It was the first time I was working on Sherman Showcase. They're shooting their second season this, uh, <laughs> this oh, week or right. like this, this month. Yeah. Yeah. Your Jenko like, jeans post. That was cute. Yeah. I got to wear some Jankos, a loud shirt. I got to wear some fucking hot uh, dreads for a wig. And I'm like, damn, I should get dreads. Um, But it was fun. It was also just the first time I've ever, uh, well, not the first time, but the first time I've ever played like a character that was like a crazy character that I wrote, like a big Mm. character. Because like I wrote for The Opposition when I was on it. But it was the first time I played a character that I've written that was a real character. So it was kind of really fun. Um, that was cool. And it was nice to see everybody because I haven't seen those people. Like, we started writing that shit fucking 2020. And so mm. we're just finally shooting it. But it was fun. It was nice to, like, take a break from the writer's room I'm in now and kind of see my friends from the old writer's room. So that was cool. That's awesome. When's that airing? Do you know? I think they're going to finish shooting in the next couple of weeks. And so probably not too long from now. Hopefully, what, the summertime at least. But yeah, I have no idea. But yeah, it's going to be a fucking funny season. That show's insane. If you haven't seen Sherman Showcase, it's on Hulu. I didn't write for the first season. I wrote for the second. But um, it's very funny. So It's hella funny. But Sherman's Showcase is one of those shows where I was like, when a show is written super well, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're watching the fucking cake rise in the oven. Like you're watching yeah. it. It's fucking beautiful. The Sherman Showcase is hella funny. 
Yeah, I agree. And all, by the way, to the audience, it's by the same people that created Southside. So if you watch oh, yeah. Southside, this, and I feel like people started falling in love with Southside this year. So watch Sermons. But yeah, I felt the same way about, I think it was like season, what was the season that got really good on Insecure? It was either three or four, but they just started piling on the jokes. You could tell that Natasha Rothwell just really like put her foot in it. Like yeah. not only for the character she was playing, but you could just hear her voice in so much of the writing. Um, and I remember feeling that same way where it was like the same thing. You're like, you're watching them make this like beautiful show yeah. and like not beautiful as in like, it's pretty, but as in it's fucking funny. And so you're laughing and like, just really like it's flawless. enjoying how good. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, this is so fucking good. And you're just like, and that's, that's the thing too. When like the jokes are super dense in any show, it's just like, Oh my God, like the, how are they doing so much all yeah. at once? Like, this is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Sherman's is like that where Sherman's is like, Oh my God. Like even when we were, shooting it they're just adding jokes every take every second and you know it's yeah it's just it's wild so watch sherman showcase watch uh south side you know just got renewed they just got renewed too did south side oh yeah yeah so that's exciting i'm very everyone's been waiting for that because that show is also non-stop hilarious well shall we scroll it down what do you think let's scroll it down all right let's do it starting with the main character main character Main character. You're trending. Main character. So, did you watch the Super Bowl? We did. We watched the Super Bowl uh, after we fucked. We missed some of it. Uh, we heard it. I heard the national anthem. I was like, this is beautiful. What? What? This is the kind of music you should be. This is what real Americans fuck to. You know, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Ah, you're um, like, God bless America yeah, and this dick. And this dick, yes. Amen. Amen. because I could give a fuck about football. Football, though, has the hottest male bodies of all sports because you got all the bodies. You got the you got the thin yeah. muscular all the way to them. Thick thighs with the big old bubble butts. And, oh, I love watching football for that reason alone. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Did you watch it? That's so true. I did not watch it. I did go on, like, a little trip this weekend to San Diego and it was like, it was a long week. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't feel like being social or watching uh, a game. Cause I, I I love, I do actually really love the Super Bowl, mostly because I love snacks. I literally like, what was it like fucking five years ago now? I made this like really good Buffalo chicken dip and brought it to a Super Bowl party. And I think about it every year. Um, So I, but this year I was like, you know what? I don't, Ain't, ain't none of these parties gonna be nothing that I want to be at. But I did wake up this morning because I saw like clips of the halftime show. And so this morning I like woke up and watched the halftime show because I, I had to see it. Even seeing the preview for it, I saw um, just like a little snippet of Kendrick Lamar performing and I was like, oh my yeah. God, I have to see that this. That was cool. So, that was cool yeah. as fuck. I would say he had the best presentation than every, I don't want to say the best performance, but he because they were rapping, so that's kind of hard. Uh, yeah. But, like, in terms of visually, I found his and Mary's the most visually stimulating. Oh, yeah, definitely. Somebody was – I was in my uh, – at work today, someone was saying they thought Kendrick Lamar had a different director than everybody else. Because they were like, why did Kendrick Lamar's performance look so stylish and good? And even the camera angles were better. Like, everything was better. But, yeah, Kendrick Lamar, I feel like he's just one of those people with, like, such a super clear vision of what he yes. wants to do that he's always yeah. going to kill it. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. If, like, you know exactly what you want and you just communicate that, uh, you can get it done. I mean, it's it feels like a no-brainer, but, yeah, a lot of people don't always see 
They're just like, yeah, let's go perform. We'll have dancers. You know, like they don't give a shit. I can't imagine that like Snoop or Dre were like super giving a fuck about. I mean, even even Dre's outfit is just like in like what black jeans, mm-hmm. like a black pullover jacket or some shit. I don't even remember what it was. It was even when I just remember there was like Snoop and Dre sitting next to each other, and I was like, Snoop has a Super Bowl outfit on. Dre does not. He does not right. have a Super Bowl outfit on. But also to like the LA mindset of like, man, you don't give a fuck. You know, one day is just another day is another day, you know? And I do love that about it. I respect that a lot. But yeah, I was also like, okay, if Mary's got to wear all that fucking glittery exactly. sequin shit, you guys can fucking pull a look together, put on a sparkly hat or some shit. It's also so funny with uh, like women's outfits. I feel like suddenly, I don't know if it was what Beyonce or somebody that started this trend of like more or less just wearing like a leotard with glitter on it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, Mary J. Blige looked amazing, but I'm just like, this Incredible. is such a common outfit now, like a high waisted leotard type, uh, you know, shorts. And then like, I don't know, just, I don't know. It was just like, it's very, it's, it's like a, a very comfy, it is a very comfortable outfit with the knee high yeah. boots. Yeah. Uh, I do. Yeah. It is, but you're right. It is like the, the uniform being used by a lot of pop stars that are performing, especially big performances, but it's also like a, it's a safe outfit. It's not a mini skirt. It's, it still shows your little thighs and, uh, yeah, exactly. It hits yeah. all the right places. What's that? Which, Hides your bansa. Hides, hides your little tummy. Yeah, that's true. It hides your Danielle <laughs> with the little bansa shout out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, got for the Super Bowl. I mean, everybody has a little bansa on the Super Bowl, right? With all mm-hmm. you're you right though. Fucking buffalo chicken. Dip. You're right though. The fun of the one of the like I, again, I don't give a fuck about football, but at, like every group chat I, I was in was like sending each other their food pictures. Yeah, you know, like the food. The food is like the yeah. Because if also if your team isn't playing, then the only thing to look forward to is food, right? Yeah. What I loved was how many of my black homies were like, "This is the blackest Super Bowl I've ever seen." I mean, Super totally. Bowl halftime performance that I've totally. ever seen. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's true." I didn't. I you know, I mean, if you don't see it with those eyes, you don't see that. You know. And I just thought that was cool. Yeah. I will say it was funny though to see. All the crip walking, that shit yeah. cracked me up because I was like, do they even know? Do these people who are because they have to approve everything before it's it's aired. So I was like, do they even know that these dancers are crip walking? There's no fucking way these people know what this is. I remember I worked for a show a long time ago and they fucking wanted this Latina performer who's famous. Uh, and honestly, I should not have saved her ass because she's problematic as fuck. But anyways, she had like backup dancers and they had them originally in like head to toe red and like nobody clocked it. And I was like, you can't have a Latina with a bunch of Latino dancers in red track suits. I was like, guys, that has like gang affiliations. You just can't do that. And they were like, what? But they're all like British people. So they didn't think that that was a real thing. They thought I was joking. And and it cracked me up because I'm like, it reminded me of that to watch them crip walking on the fucking football yeah. field and Snoop also. I was like, nobody know They don't know. They, they don't, know. don't know. And that makes it so beautiful. Well, I think what's also interesting about that is it's probably one of those things that in their mind, it's so watered down to them that they just think of it as yes. like, oh, look at this cute little dance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's what was that's what made it so great. I'm like, yeah, you guys have no idea. It's, oh, did you clock? Eminem kneeling. Did you notice that? 
I did. Okay, so I was confused about that. There also, also, real quick, did you notice that they fucking censored when Kendrick Lamar was like, "And we hate Popo." They they censored it. Oh, I was I like, that that. Sh- that is ridiculous. A ridiculous thing to censor. So anyway, there was that. So there was already that weird moment. But then, so with Eminem kneeling, do you think that he was kneeling for uh, Colin Kaepernick reasons, or was it? Uh, wasn't there like? A Tupac moment or like another rapper that has died in that song or something. I can't remember what song it was when that happened. So, okay. My understanding from what I've read is that he wanted to kneel and the NFL told him he couldn't and then he did it anyways. Oh. Um, so I do think it's on the Colin Kaepernick spectrum of things. <laughs> but the problem was the timing of it was weird because what you just said Dre was was doing the piano to um that fucking Tupac song that the name is slipping me right now yeah. and I thought this and a couple of my other friends thought this too was that the for a second I was like does he think the show is over what's going on here <laughs> because break. it just seemed so like it seemed awkward and it also like if you're kneeling you're usually like pausing you're having a moment of silence right that's kind of what you're doing when you're protesting during, you know, when they're fucking, when everybody else is standing, you're kind of like having this quiet moment. So I definitely agree that it got mixed up because Dre, oh, and Questlove even tweeted that he didn't even notice Eminem, he didn't even notice Eminem because right. he didn't know that Dre could play piano like that. And right. I was like, yeah, the timing was just awkward. He He definitely fucked that up. Yeah, the timing was awkward. The position was awkward. It, it was. It, it. I mean, if he was, if he was trying to do something, he was told not to do. Maybe he was a little bit like, I don't know if I should actually do it. I'm a little freaked right. out. Yeah. So maybe he was just trying to kind of. It's kind of that thing where like somebody tells you not to walk over the line, but you put like a toe over it. And you're like, haha, right. I did it. It's like, no, I, you didn't really do it. Um, oh, our producer Danielle Jones Wesley is saying that Eminem was wearing his own Jordan threes. He debuted them. See, this is what I'm saying. You can't be kneeling for one thing and then like debuting your fucking Nikes. Right. The politics right, right. don't align. They do not align. That shit does not. Well, yeah, because that's like because if you think about like what Kendrick Lamar would do, Kendrick Lamar would never take. I mean, because Eminem was also fucking hawking spaghetti before the game at his little pop up. You know, he had that pop up. So like that dude was trying to make a couple bucks. And listen, I ain't mad at him. When's the last time he made a buck? But. It was. It is a little bit like, what, what are we doing here? Are we making a point? Are we kind of like returning to performing or are we just trying to sell some shit? Exactly. Yeah. It, it, and, it, and, and I mean, I don't want to dissect it. If he did it, if he was kneeling, he was kneeling. But he definitely knew. I think he, kneeled, he knelt at a very um, suspect, confusing time. So he was, yeah. he was kind of trying to put a toe in the water. So we see you, Eminem, but we're not sure about you. And I'm sure that his knees were weak, his palms were sweaty. His, there was probably vomit on his sweater already. It was mom's spaghetti after all. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, poor little guy. He was nervous. <laughs> and with that, we're going to take a quick break. back let's keep scrolling it down uh we're gonna do the segment hella old hella old i was loved once and then he died and that was it now i turn to dust my vagina just drops off of my body uh, this one is actually kind of a dark hella old um 
But I, I wanted to talk about this Bob Saget news about his cause of death. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but he had a, he hit his head and he didn't get it checked out. And then he went to sleep and he, and he died in his sleep. And so um, they basically said the cause of death was a concussion that needed, uh, it needed medical attention and that he also tested positive for COVID at the time of his death. So, uh, it was a lot, it was a lot, poor guy. I feel, I feel really bad for him. Um, it's also, uh, he, he was 65, which is pretty young. Uh, but it is at a, I would say any, anything over 40, you do something weird to your body. You got to really pay a lot of attention to it. This is a conversation I've been having with my mom too, because it is a kind of thing where it's like, when you get older, you still probably have a younger mindset of like, I'm right. chill. I can handle anything. I mean, it's just a stupid fall. I just hit my head, whatever. But yeah, when you are older, things do affect you way more. I mean, Jesus, we've seen it so many times where like a grandparent falls, breaks a hip and then dies. Yeah. You know, it's like, you never know what, what things can do to you when you get a little older. Yeah. It's, and it's scary. And it, I just feel bad because, um, and comedians know when you're on the road, you're usually by yourself. Um, and he was on the road. He was touring in Florida at the time. And it's it's just, it's sad to think that he fucking died alone just because he fucking hit his head and didn't think to go to the emergency room. Because he probably was like, oh, I'll be fine. Um, I, I wanted to share the story of the time... I was performing at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco and Cobb's, it's a really big space, but the green room is upstairs. And then, so you have to kind of go down this like tunnel of stairs to get to the, to the main stage. But this, the ceiling is kind of low. I was wearing these sky high heels when I was headlining. And right before I went on stage, I fucking slammed my head into like the wall. I don't, I don't know what to fucking even call it. And, um, like Bob had no idea it was serious. I'm just like, ouch, I hit my head. Um, there's no bump. That's good. And I was literally, I mean, they had just given the light to the person before me. So I was, you know, I had a couple minutes to get to the stage and it was one of those things where I was like, I guess I'm going to perform. And I had such a fucking hard time performing. And like when I was on stage, like I was realizing, I don't know. I don't have thoughts. I don't know what these notes are. I don't know what the fuck to talk about. And I was really freaked out. And so I started talking about it and I go, are there any doctors in the house? Like, you know, being sarcastic. And there were in the front row, God bless them. I was like, will you guys stay after the show to talk to me? I was like, cause I think I'm concussed. Um, and they, they did shout out to them. They were like, were you serious? Cause we're here. I was like, hell yeah, I'm fucking serious. I don't have fucking health insurance. I want, you need, you need to ask me some questions. Uh -huh. And basically they advised me to like, just don't go to bed. Like, try to stay awake as long as you can. They're like, you seem actually pretty fine, you know, now, you know, like you're coherent and you're talking and like you're, you're fine. You're not like, it doesn't seem, there's no bruising, there's, there's no swelling. So sometimes those other things that fuck with you is the anxiety of that buildup within you. You're like, oh God, what was this serious? Is this serious? Cause I have tremendous anxiety. So I just remember being freaked out. But what was funny was they were like, they were like, just don't be around bright lights. Don't hear loud, like loud sounds, you know, uh -huh. um, try to try to just chill out. But I was with my brother and my brother, me and my brother, we drink like motherfuckers. Well, actually, everyone in my family drinks crazy, but he um, was with me. So he was like, OK, OK, 
let's make sure this not go home just yet. Like, let's just make sure you're safe. And then he fucking talked me into going to this bar with flashing lights, loud ass music. He, and then when we got there, I was like, I don't know if I should be here. He was like, no, nah, we'll be fine. And then he just kept drinking. And I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be here. But I ended up being fine because it wasn't that bad. But uh, it, I totally forgot about that story until I, I saw that, that news story. Because I was like, you you really don't know. You really don't know. And when you think it's not serious, it is. And when you think it is serious, it's not. And it's like, what's well, why you always have to play it safe. I just wanted to talk about it so that we can just remind our listeners, always play it safe. Yeah. Yeah, you got to play it safe. That's funny. It's not funny. But I, it's funny because I'm so paranoid about things happening that like, I'm not a hypochondriac, but I'm definitely a uh, health-anxious person. Like, mm. I'm always worried about... I have a headache and I'm like, I have a tumor. I have a stomach ache and I'm like, I have a tumor. And it's really just like, bitch, you are clenching your jaw and you're, uh, you have IBS. Like, fucking chill out. <laughs> but um, it's one of those things where I'm like, am I, I'm always worrying about stuff. And then I also have the other side of it where I'm like, but if I, when I don't worry, something could happen. So it's hard. Right. It's so hard to it know. Is. And, and, that just goes back to also, you know, the fucking healthcare system being trash because then yeah. we're like, we can't just go to check out every little thing. But yeah. if you hit your head, that is something that you should get looked at. Cause if, well, that's yeah, just if a you, sad way to go. Yes, I agree with that. I also was like, in my head, I was like, motherfucker, you have health insurance. Why didn't you get uh-huh. that? Why didn't you talk to somebody? Why don't you like call your wife and, you know, or maybe he did. I mean, let me not make any assumptions, but it's just that thing where it's I, I guess that's what what frustrated me about the story when I also look back at when I hit my head because I was like fuck I would have loved to have gone without having to worry about the price because you're right you know part of the reason people don't do that shit is because the health insurance is bad or doesn't exist or you can't get help or if you do get help you're fucking paying two grand to to be told you're fine you know right it's crazy. Yeah. Speaking of brains and how they can be injured and also overthink, uh, our next segment is Neurosis Nimit. Nimit, Nimit, Nimit. Nimit, Nimit. Can I have just a Nimit of your time, just a, babe? Just a one little minute. Talk, bitch. Uh, so I have a Neurosis Nimit. We haven't done this one in a while. It's yeah. what's making us crazy on the internet this week. So what's making me crazy on the internet is this uh, idea of okay so i'm a type of person that notices things on the internet on social media behaviors uh liking habits uh commenting habits just kind of interactions in general and the amount of times i'll say something is bothering me or something is suspect or something is whatever and i'm talking about literally in any situation with a friend with a partner with anyone online every time i talk to somebody about it they'll tell me, yeah, but it's just social media. It's not real life. Or, or they'll say, it doesn't mean anything. It's just social media. What people do on social media doesn't mean anything. And I am, could not believe that less. I do, right. I, I do not believe that at all. And I'm literally so sick of hearing it that I want to scream. And at this point, when people tell me that, I'm just like, stop. Don't even bother telling me that. It's a waste of your energy and mine. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's, it's nothing like super specific. It's just something that I've heard and I keep hearing when I say things. And I'm just like, you guys, I really don't think that people just do things on the internet and it means nothing in real life. The internet, especially with the fucking pandemic, the internet is real life. That's where we live 90% of our lives. I don't even see fucking 
I don't even see fucking 75% of my Instagram friends. I, 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 the, one, the ones I actually follow and care about, I don't even see them in real life. And so then you're going to tell me that the Instagram is, is Instagram or whatever isn't real life. It's the only place I talk to those people. So those people don't exist. So our relationships aren't real. So we're not friendly. Like, anyway, do you have any thoughts on this? Because it, it's, yeah, it's starting to make me I, feel insane. No, I agree because it's dismissive and that's an yes. issue. I I agree that what the point they're trying to make is mm-hmm. that everything on social media isn't always what it seems. Um, right. I, I saw a tweet recently that was like, the grass is always green on the other side because the grass is fake. And I was like, oh, that's like a perfect way to describe that. Like this, it exists and it's real, but that doesn't mean it's authentic. That doesn't mean that whoever's posting it is being completely 100% honest. I think one of the funny things that I've always loved about my social media, the way I've navigated it is I've made it. So nobody ever knows what city I'm actually in. Like I've, I will sometimes have friends being like, where are you today? I saw your post. I'm like, no, no, bitch. You saw some shit I posted a week later and I tricked people into thinking I'm over here when in reality I'm over here because that's Mm -hmm. what I like. I like to do that. I also like to make it seem like I'm busier than I actually am. As busy as I can be, whenever I'm busy, I always try to make it seem either the opposite of what's true (laughs) or you know what I mean like no totally no I totally and I think that what you're saying is very similar I do the same thing like if I go somewhere I typically don't post until I've left um and I kind of it's a little bit of maintaining a little bit of privacy but it's also just like I do what I fucking want like you don't always have to know where I am you don't always have to you know you you can know my business but it's more about knowing my business than it is my personality or my person yes I I feel like for us that's part of the bargain is like I'm gonna show you all my shit and my fucking account's not going to be private but you don't get what you get it's going to be uh what's it called it's gonna be curated it's not going to be just like the reality that makes sense it's it's also dismissive to okay as a former elementary school bully okay i don't like when i see people and a lot of people believe this that they think if a kid is being cyber bullied that that kid is like weak or just too easily influenced and yada yada but it's like guys bullying is bullying like when you're a kid in elementary school or junior high or, or high school you your life is online like our lives became very more social media driven because of the pandemic like we all were social media driven before but like the pandemic made it like 100% some of our social lives were only online so a lot of kids, that is their lives being online. Yeah. That is their social life. And the pandemic, of course, made that worse. So I've never liked when people are like, uh, you know, like, oh, my God, your your kid. Cause especially because kids kill themselves because they get cyberbullied. It's, it's like that shit is so real. So for me, the 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 side of it that bothers me when people say that shit to, to you, to all of us, it's like kids kill themselves because of what's on social media like let's not dismiss it let's let's not dismiss it you know also the kardashians make all of their money now because of social media like social media is unfortunately reality as fake as it can be you know yeah and 
That's such a great point, I feel like, about the kids thing. Because it's like, if something is not meant to be taken seriously, kids are killing themselves. So how are we not taking, why would we not take it seriously? Because it's very much affecting real life. It very much affects adults. But as you're, when you're a kid and you're just growing up and like trying to figure out who the fuck you are and being awkward and smelly and God knows what, and people are putting you on blast and bullying you, like, of course that's going to affect you. Of course that's real life. And and that's true for adults too. There's still plenty of adults who are still figuring themselves out and figure out who they are and experimenting with clothing and all that shit um, and image and branding and all that bullshit. So, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, thank you. And I would also like to see, looking at like a single woman's DMs and seeing all these married motherfuckers in my DMs, whatever. It doesn't happen as often as it used to because I'm not posting like little, you know, whatever pictures. But married men, men with girlfriends, men, whatever, they're in the DMs. So are you trying to tell me if your husband's in my DMs trying to do something when you guys are getting in a fight that that's not real life? But nobody would say that to you because they would say your husband's being fucked up. But if, you know, your husband does something and you ask people about it or like anybody, you know, anybody does something online and you talk about it and say it's a problem and you feel a type of way, any type of way about it, someone will inevitably always say it's social media. It's not real life. And it's like, I'm sorry, but that to me feels pretty real. (laughs) Like That to me feels like something that should be discussed uh, between husband and wife on the off hours when he's not fucking sitting on Instagram. Absolutely. And that's the other part of it, right? It's like for he, he can also dismiss it because he's like, it's not real. It's just social media. And it's like, no, because if say you were like, yeah, let's do it. He would be down. Yes. We're going to take it off the social media into real life. Why don't people understand that? That's my thing. And so anyway, that is my neurosis limit. I, I feel like my head wants to explode when I hear that phrase because I'm just like, what are you talking about? It's the same thing with like, I don't even know, like stupid jokes, stupid trolls, any kind of stupid thing. It's like, of course, we don't, we, you and I don't take trolls seriously because it was a different kind of existence online. But yeah, when someone's just getting like constantly trolled and they're just some person that's like trying to be an accountant or just like live their damn lives, that's going to affect you in real life. And that means something. It, it's not just like, oh, shut up. It's just the internet. It's it's just uh, I want everyone to shut up because literally <laughs> I've had it. Shut up, shut up, just shut up, shut up. Man, I would have like paid anything to see Fergie sing the national anthem one more time. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it turns out I'm an internet bully as well. But what's real? What isn't? And moving on. Companies are getting buck wild this week. And I know you saw this because I saw it because you shared their tweet. Adidas posted a bunch of titties on their Twitter and they were basically trying to promote their new sports bra line. They're like, all bodies should be supported. And then it was hilarious because if you look at the the mentions, it, women were like, yeah, there's not a variety of sizes in this new line. <laughs> right? They always fuck it up when they do shit like that. They always do. And that shit cracked <sighs> me up. And it was also like, Jesus Christ. And it was like the first thing in the morning type tweet. It was a lot. And then oh, yeah. a, a couple days later... This company Tushy, uh, hello Tushy, Tushy Bidet, um, they tweeted, I'm going to read it, we're serious, you could win 10000 if you send us your post big game poop on Super Bowl Monday. Bonus points if you tell us what food it used to be. Hashtag Tushy Super Bowl. I... <laughs> 
I the phrase was, super bowel is taking me out. I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's a lot. I didn't have the heart to like keep up with it because I was actually scared of what I was going to see because I know how big my poops can get so and I'm a woman so you get a dude twice my size get the fuck out of here I don't I don't want to I don't want to know and they had replied with like uh their how they're like how they're going to rate it texture color length mass extra flare and they had they had a whole breakdown but so what was funny was I quote tweeted them and I said like I didn't think any company was going to top Adidas this week because it was like two days after or something like that. Um, or maybe it was the next day. I don't know. It was like, I was like, this is, companies are crazy. They're just really trying to go viral. And I mean, the mission accomplished, right? Right. But right. Um, so I tweeted at them about it because I just thought it was funny. And these motherfuckers sent me the influencer kit. Hey. They sent it to me. This is the best free shit I've ever gotten. Okay. Uh-huh. I got a fucking bidet. I need to install it. I like literally just opened the box. I have to install it. It came with a a t-shirt that says, ask me about my butthole, which I don't know if I'll ever wear, maybe for a picture. Um, and yeah. it came with like these towels that are specifically for your butthole. It came with a travel bidet, which I'm fucking pumped about. And because I travel so much and it came with some toilet paper. I think that was it. But that I'm. I'm so happy. Shout out to Tushy. They're not uh, sponsors of the scroll down, but they're sponsors of my butthole. And that is truly marvelous. That's worth a shout out for sure. A shit out. It you know is. what I'm saying? It's worth a shit out. <laughs> it's worth, it's a, shit worth out. a shit out and a cleanup. Um, okay. So I, you're going to have to give us an update. So now you have to catch us up on Malort and then you have to talk about your butthole after getting a bidet because this okay. is huge. This I, is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I will say that the first time I used a bidet was in Tokyo, which was wild. Um, mm-hmm. And that was a wild, ex- wet and wild experience. And I've I've used plenty of bidets, but you're right. I have to give the Tushy bidet review. And you guys are out. I have to go out of town this weekend, so I probably won't install it before then. So maybe in like two scroll downs, or maybe on the final scroll down of the season, I'll I'll fucking mm-hmm. do it then. But we'll I'll figure it mm-hmm. out. But yeah, I do. I am probably gonna take the the travel one with me to San Francisco though. So, B.S. Catch uh. me in San Francisco this weekend, the 16th through the 19th of February at the Punchline. Get tickets now. They're going. And it's going to be a lot of fun. That's great. I love it. You did the same thing Tushy did. You got our attention with a wild story and then you advertised. <laughs> <laughs> great job. <laughs> We're all getting the hang of this on online shit. <laughs> That's right. I'm a pro. So uh, this segment yeah. is women hating women. You all are bitches and I don't want to fuck with you. You're stupid. We hate yeah. us sometimes. We hate 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 us sometimes. We hate, we hate sometimes. Sometimes. We hate, we hate, we hate us. We hate, we hate, we hate us sometimes. How'd you get in here? Um, so there's this story that I am not super familiar with. I'm going to alley-oop and you're going to dunk it. Is that? Yeah. No, I'm going to lay it up and you're going to Yeah, I can't guarantee a dunk, but let's, <laughs> let's go. Just because I'm tall. We should, oh, just because I'm tall. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was just going to say I shouldn't be demanding things of tall people. As a tall person, I should have done known better. I'm so sorry for that. That was Although rude, I right? will say because we, we, you, we are both at the perfect height for you to like do the layup and for me to dunk it. So yeah, we should exactly. be able to do it. So let's, just, let's see. 
All right, so here's the story. Uh, Heather Morgan, a.k.a. self-proclaimed rapper Razzle Khan, uh, was arrested by the FBI today for stealing $4.5 billion in Bitcoin. So between 2017 and 2021, she wrote many articles for Forbes as an inspirational woman. And then this person, Price of Reason, Price O Reason, on uh, a Twitter, posted a video of her uh, rapping question mark <laughs> it's a video and it looks like it's a comedy rap video but i think she's maybe being serious oh yeah she is being serious so i saw this story the day it broke but it didn't really catch my attention because i'm just like another white criminal i don't want to fucking read about this shit um right. a fucking a white collar criminal too it's just like i mean and they make movies off this shit i think that's what bugs me too is that in 10 years they might make a movie about this bitch and i'm gonna be like fuck that i'm not watching that shit and then it'll come out um for streaming for free so then i'll watch it then anyways so (laughs) heather morgan so what was funny what really caught my eye about this tweet was that backwards or forwards it is shocking it's like she stole 4.5 billion in bitcoin and she's also a rapper who goes by rosalcon and it's like you can read that backwards and forwards and still be like shocked. It's a weird story. And so people were pointing out that like this bitch stole all that money just to fucking buy these jewels and like fucking cool ass clothes for her and her. I mean, and they're cool. Not on them. They're cool clothes, just not on them. And uh, it's fucking weird. The raps are terrible. She has a terrible flow. She is the spawn of Eminem. It's fucking weird. She, it, it, here's the thing kickstarters are a lot of work okay so sometimes you just gotta steal 4.5 billion dollars of bitcoin uh you gotta pay for a video somehow it's so weird you guys have to i i strongly recommend watching it maybe we can put it in the in the notes of the show but it's really bad it's really bad she's a horrible rapper and it's also that thing of like i will say i do love when when people fund their own projects and it's fucking garbage you're like see bitch this is why nobody wanted to fund your project (laughs) i've actually i've seen that recently on like a book and i was like um okay so that's why everybody said no okay i see why (laughs) yes isn't that sad it's very sad and it happens a lot i think (laughs) and i also just feel like if you know you're a thief like to this capacity why are you so why are you putting yourself so aggressively in the forefront of media? You know what I mean? Like you would think you would try to hide, like shout out to fucking, uh, the catch me if you can guy, uh, Tinder swindler. Tinder swindler. There's another oh, wait. one. Oh wait, that's another one. Oh, you're talking about, Oh, you're literally talking about Frank, uh, whatever yes. guy from catch me. Yes. Fr- oh Frank. yeah. He like, there was someone who that's a good old fashioned thief who fucking lays low yeah, he's a big spender for a day and then he fucking gets out of there. Like he knew how to play the system. Like, you you know, of course, he probably would have been a victim of social media and exposed himself because of, you know, the ego. Um, but I, it just it just cracks me up when people like really they're just like, you know what we're going to do with this stolen money? We're going to invest in a rap video. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, seek some attention, big time. Like, like big wait, time but, attention. shouldn't you be like just spending it, like chilling and living your life? Because you could get like a little island. You could have. I mean, my ties every day. There, I agree with Nicole. There are smart ways to thieve, 
and uh shout out to scam goddess she got a whole podcast mm-hmm. on it and it's just wild to me that but you know i guess that's that's the age thing right she's so young she's fucking the ego is really just a mess on her yeah and that's what i was talking about with tinder swindler he's the same energy of like if you go to his um instagram page i mean it's still public there's a million pictures of him he probably thinks he's fucking famous now because they did a little documentary on him i think it's the younger they are and especially nowadays it's like they they gotta have the attention too and we give it to them we're like okay scammer like feel sorry for your girls but i can't remember the girl's name but i know you the tinder swindler you know it's it's crazy yeah it goes Um, it goes back to what we were talking about the neurosis nimit where it's like the internet is real and it it creates these stars and yeah they're fucking they they have a facade because obviously she fucking this isn't her money and so she had a whole facade going on and uh who who knows how much time she'll serve but it's it's the internet is really like almost like provoking people to just be messy Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, I think that that started, I mean, obviously with the Kardashians, but then it got amplified in 2016 because President, because Trump was like, I'm a piece of trash and I'm going to be a loud piece of trash. And then everybody was like, wow, we love this. And so it's we like, everybody, get that. Yeah. we want that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Everybody wants to be famous now. I can't understand why, but everybody wants that attention at whatever cost. $4.5 yeah, billion dollars in Bitcoin. Maybe this new generation needs more VH1 behind the music. Remember how <laughs> I, I feel like we were inundated in the, like, the later 90s, early 2000s of like, like what well, what how celebrity life was actually not great. Like that that was our first taste of that like style of information, you know, like yeah. VH1 behind the music and yes true hollywood stories so for me i remember always like even when i was young i was like oh wow being celebrity is like bad it's not a good thing <laughs> i remember thinking right. that as a kid and and I, I feel like people don't it's the opposite right now it's like there's so many people who are famous for nothing that mm-hmm. that that they have to hold on to the fame so they aren't going to complain about it like openly you know yeah and but you also it's like yeah it's like you want to um you want to say fucking social media isn't real life, but then you, then all these idiots will be looking at social media. And like, I just looked at journey Smollett's, uh, you know, Instagram page, however you say your name. And like, she's getting free shit from Dior and like they're all they're doing is showing how all of the benefits of being famous. They're at the Super Bowl, they're whatever. And so it's like, why wouldn't you want that? Of course, everybody wants to aspire to great things and greatness, but that's, I think that's why people forget that there's a price to fame. Like they say on behind the music because yeah, Shit, yeah, but um, I don't know. These people who do shit like this, though, that are like big time scammers, they are just pathological. They're just, I started to watch, except for it was kind of bad, the uh, Anna Delvey TV show. Have you seen that? No, what's that? What the heck was it called? Um, Inventing Anna. And it's like this, uh, about this like scammer who like was like pretty much pretending to be a socialite in New York. And she, they couldn't tell if she was like Russian or, um, German or like what her deal is but then she was like hustling and like getting her way into all these like huge parties that like normal people cannot get into um but even when she gets in trouble she don't give a damn she's excited because now she's gonna be getting movies made and getting attention and like her I went to her Instagram page too and she's like posting about like getting out of Rikers and like looking good and it's just like it doesn't matter with these types of people I feel like yeah that's true that's true when the fucking um the fucking Lady Gaga movie, The House of Gucci, that woman, the woman that she plays, 
Patricia. Patricia. Patricia Gucci. She um she was loving the little media attention she was getting. And she would but she was also being a cunt. And (laughs) it was that thing of like this like she loves this and this is this can get so dangerous so fast. Luckily no one really paid her any 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 attention. But there was a couple articles about her and interviews with her that were like she was like shitting on Lady Gaga, but she also wanted to meet Lady Gaga. And I, I have a feeling because Gaga's smart. I mean, she's a weirdo, but she's smart. And I feel like they probably tried to reach out to her, and they realized what a fucking chaotic weirdo she was. So they were like, actually, never mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're good here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a crazy world we live in. It's crazy. I just said it's crazy twice. So maybe that means it's time to wrap up this wonderful episode of the Scroll Down. What do you think? Yes guys thanks for tuning in another episode of the scroll down nicole where can people find you y'all can find me at nicole thurman n-i-c-c-o-l-e-t-h-u-r-m-a-n i'm nicole thurman on instagram and twitter what about you you can find me at marcella comedy across all social media and this weekend at the san francisco punchline february 16th through 19th and i think those are the only dates i have to promote want to give a big shout out to our sound engineer Stephanie Aguilar and our wonderful producer Danielle Jones Wesley another great episode thanks for listening y'all bye peace that was a headgum podcast <laughs>